Hi, this is David Leet, and welcome to another segment of our ever-popular Author's Answer series, where we sit down with food writers and authors to see what they've been cooking up. Today, I have to say I am thrilled to be with my culinary crush, Dory Greenspan. Oh, I love being your crush. <laughs> Dory was called the culinary guru by the New York Times, and she has written or co-written 10 books many of which went on to win the IACP and the James Beard Award, and she's also an award-winning columnist. But today she is here to talk with us about Around My French Table, more than 300 recipes from my home to yours. Welcome, Dory. So glad to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. Now, you do know you really are my culinary crush. I, I can't imagine why, but I'm so happy to be. Well, I will tell you, of all the things that I love about you, and they really are numerous things, is I love your voice. To me... Who you are and how you speak comes through in everything that you write. This, this means a lot to me. Um, thank you. Thank and you. I don't know if you remember, but 10 years ago, we sat down. You were one of the very first people in the industry who was willing to spend some time with me. And I remember telling you back then how much I loved your writing and your voice and how it came through. We, on Broadway, I think we were at Zabar's, and we chatted. And it's, it's through, through and through around my French table. It's just no exception. Thank you. And as I read it, I don't feel like I'm reading recipes. I feel as if you're behind me with a little cafe au lait in hand. Oh, you know, you could not, thank you. <laughs> Whispering you could in not my have ear. said anything nicer. Thank you. It's a challenge having written a cookbook and then know the constraints of what publishers want, how people read recipes. It's such a, it's so wonderful because you add so much vitality and life to a recipe, but you don't take some of these sort of quirky left turns that some writers do and start talking about their husband's first date or something like that. It all remains, it all pertains to the recipe, but at the same time, it's just so wonderfully lively. Thank you. You know, I love writing recipes, so it thrills me that you can feel that because I imagine myself, as I write them, I imagine myself in the kitchen helping someone succeed with a recipe. So you couldn't have said anything oh, nicer. So you Thank you. obviously do what Thank you do you. very well. So let's talk about some of the basics. I'm always curious about how books come to be. So tell me, how did this book, Around My French Table, come to be? You know, in some ways, it's um, I think about it as the companion, the sister book mm -hmm. to my last book, which was Baking From My Home to Yours. And I said about baking that it was my culinary journal, that if I had been more organized, which I'm not, I would have, you know, had I kept a kitchen journal, it would have been baking from my home to yours. And around my French table is the other journal. It's got the other side of my life. Um, I teasingly say that it's proof that for all those years that I was feeding people sweets, I was making them eat their spinach first. <laughs> I was a responsible mother. Um, I mean, baking is a great passion of mine. And the food, the culture, the people of France is also a great love of mine. So this, this kind of completes my culinary memoir in a sense. It's the companion to baking. And what a lot of people may not know, and if they don't, silly on you, that Dory lives in Paris as well as here in New yes. York. So she goes back and forth, and you've been doing that can for... They, can they see me pinching myself because I think I'm so lucky? <laughs> lucky person. And you've been doing that for 13 It's 13 years? years. It's more than 30 years that my husband and I have been going back and forth to Paris, and I worked in Paris when I worked with um, Pierre Hermé. But it's 13 years that I've had... I, sometimes I say I've had my own apartment, but essentially I've had my own kitchen because that's <laughs> that's the way I think of the, the space. The space. And then so 
since you've been going back and forth for 13 years and living there for 13 years, how has that changed and informed your view on food and cooking? That's an interesting question. Um, I think because I was so, I went, I, I went to Paris when I was very young. I got married. I was a baby when I got married. And um, my husband and I went to Paris for the first time when I had just graduated from college. I was a student when I got married. Mm-hmm. And I was so affected by it. It just, you know, it, it changed me. Yes, um, I if I had known the expression rocked my world back then, <laughs> I, would, I would have said that Paris rocked my world. And so I think I was always, I was angry at my mother for not having me in Paris, and I wanted to be French. And so I think in many ways, my cooking, when I was, I was you know, an unformed person when I went culinarily and you know, humanly. humanly. <laughs> um, but so I, but I, I think I, I was cooking in a French manner because I loved it so much and it's what really interested me. And then when I actually had a kitchen and I could go to the market and I had my cheese guy and my sausage lady, you know, and my wine guy, um, then I could really begin to cook the way the French do, which is changing. It's a very modern cuisine now, much more recognizable um, to us Americans, I think mm-hmm. is what we eat. It's very market-driven, so um, and they're fabulous markets. So I think that my cooking has become more of what I wanted it to be. If It's kind of an odd way to put it, but it's kind of what I was striving for and having the chance to really cook in Paris and to really get to know producers and, and, and market people and to use their products day by day. And you see that it. happening here with what you cook and who you cook with and the markets here? Yes, yes, um, which is awfully nice. It is, isn't um, it? And of course, all the recipes that um, are in around my French table were tested in America. Mm-hmm. I cook in France, but I never, and I, you know, create and I get, I'm inspired. But you um, can't test. But I can never test. test. I mean, you, you probably had the same thing in Portugal, Could of course. Could not at all. Yeah. So I have, to, I can't help but go back to your writing style. As a writer, I'm sorry, I must, like I said, you're my culinary crush, I have to do this. Um, let's talk about recipe titles, because there, there's a lot of whimsy in this book. And it's not frivolous, but there's whimsy. And I think that they're witty and sometimes just plain fun. Like, let's talk about recipe swap onion carbonara, which I think is interesting. <laughs> or the pumpkin stuff with everything good. I, it's just, it's so not stuffy French. And I like that. Oh, I, thank you, because the food is not stuffy French. It's not. I'm so glad you like the titles. You know, I work alone. I'm in my little my little room writing away. I'm in my kitchen. So you have to entertain yourself. You have to crack yourself <laughs> up every once in a while. A girl's got to have a good time. Right. But it's also, I think, thank you for noticing it that, that it that it it's not stuffy French, and I think it matches the food in the book mm-hmm. and the food of France today. You know, this is not um, this is not mastering the art of French cooking. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Could, could be. ever be. And, and it's not a traditional French book. It's a very personal book. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's personal in terms of the stories that I tell, but it's personal in per- terms of the food. It's the food I love, that I make, the food my friends make, mm-hmm. the food my favorite chefs make. Um, so it's got traditional recipes, but it also has recipes like the, the great, oh, I love this recipe, the tuna mozzarella basil pizza. Mm-hmm. You would 
never think of that as, as French. French. So, but it is. It's very French. It's made by Yves Candebourg, who's probably the most exciting chef working in, in Paris today and maybe in France. It's by definition, it's French. But it's the way French food is being made now. It's lighter, it's brighter, right. and it's more fun. It's not fussy. So it's fun to give it um, a name, and I didn't want to give the recipes French names. And I was going to say that. It's really interesting. It loosens it up because it's not all these French titles that you then have to figure out, and there's the English translations. Sometimes you'll throw in a French phrase here or a little bit of a French. Like if we ever went as pas de fur, so you put that in. Mm -hmm, I exactly. thought that was very clever. There wasn't any – like I, I was – as I read it, I felt like it was a casual kind of sensual evening at Dory's. I, I, I oh. didn't feel as if I was being put into this like velvet chair that I had to behave a certain way. Oh, no, you can come to dinner in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and I, think I don't the book have a velvet chair. <laughs> I really think the book represents that and the food represents that. And I think a lot of times what's interesting is that people are often put off by French food or the conception or preconception of French food as being heavy, being fatty, being stuffy, being saucy. And these recipes, so many of them, I think are revelations. Thank you. I wanted to to share with people the food that I love from France. And it is, it's modern. Mm -hmm. It's modern. It's a brighter take on, on French food. But even some of the classics are in there. Yes, yes, because, you know, the classics and never go away, and thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So you can talk to a chef who's, you know, on the cutting edge of food in France today, and he will... Um, he'll just go off in, in, in rhapsodies of descriptions of his mother's pot au feu, or right. it's a little bit like his grandmother's brisket almost. You know, it's um, that never goes away, and people people build on that. So if the dish was originally heavy, it might be lightened a little bit, or it might be served in a smaller portion, or it won't be served as often as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So the classics remain, and they're the, the foundation, foundation, and people play off of that, and, that's and I, I love think, that. And that's what I tried to do with my book, where there were classics that were lightened, there were modern dishes, the way people were eating, and also stuff from my family. And it, that's why I think I'm, I'm really attracted to the book, because I see a lot of similarities in how you approached the food I of another country. I love your book, so I'm flattered oh, if, you think, you. if you think we're related. Thank you. <laughs> but tell me a little bit. In the book, you actually told a touching story about Daniel Bolu when he had you and your husband over to eat and they had this wonderful dinner of uh, truffles and, and everything. But then he made a very simple... He made a very simple dish. He was the chef at Le Cirque then, mm -hmm. and he invited us for dinner. And we had one of these glorious, amazing, uh, you know, over-the-top four, over four storms. It was just fabulous. And Danielle came out, and we're thanking him. And I, I mean, it was, it was a great, great meal. And... I turned to him and I said, and what will you have for dinner? Right. And he said, Montier. And he said it the way somebody would say, I'm going to have lobster and then I'm going to have truffles and then I'm going to have the best chocolate in the world. And uh, tell our listeners what Montier is. Essentially, it's shepherd's pie. Right. You know, it's, it's either, you know, traditionally it was made with leftovers. So if you had a leftover stew or leftover from pâte au feu, mm -hmm. you would put it in the bottom of a, of a baking dish and you put some mashed potatoes on top of it. And so it's that connection between the modern food and the traditional food. And the love of traditional food never dies. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I'm thrilled that it doesn't because I think it makes it makes everything more interesting to mm -hmm. have that mix, to be able to put the traditional next to today's food. I think one of the most important things for any cook today is that I think 
cookbooks should be able to stand side by side, like this book and Mastering the Art of French Cooking, because they cover different territory, but it's the same nationality, or it's the same country, or it's the same uh, seafood books, but they're saying, they're telling different stories. At different times. Exactly. You know, Julia wrote Mastering um, in, I think it was 1961? Yeah, I think it was published 60, I think it was published 61. 61. So, and she was writing it. For 10 or 12 years. There's actually, there's a, this is probably off topic, but it's so great. There's a wonderful book coming out in December called As Always, Julia. And it's the letters between Julia and Avis Devoto about writing, mastering the art of French cooking. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. So Mastering came out. In the 60s, but as you said, Julia was working on it for in the in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So in mastering, we're looking at food from 60 years ago, mm-hmm. and and that's a picture of what food was like then. Right. I like to think that around my French table is, if not a picture, then a snapshot, snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> then a snapshot of. Of food today, but the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when, in your book uh, uh, about Portuguese um, food, you had to make decisions about what you would include and what you wouldn't. Absolutely. And so in that sense, and, and it's, it's true of every cookbook, the author makes decisions so the book becomes personal. It uh, becomes yes. the author's view of that topic. Right. And then a lot of readers, I think, don't understand that. They think it's going to be a comprehensive book or it's going to be completely filled with everything that you need to know about French cooking, Portuguese cooking, German cooking. It's not. I don't think anyone really can do a compendium like that. I think it needs to be something personal. What makes this, the book so a lovely read. I mean, I had it in bed last night and I was slipping through it. And that's really where my cookbooks go for the most part is, is bed because then I just mm-hmm. photocopy them and I take the photocopy in the kitchen. I'm a sloppy cook. Mm-hmm. And there, it's just, I, I, it's a wonderful chat. It's a wonderful session. It's a wonderful sitting down and getting to know these people because the book is populated with people. And I think that makes it so much richer. Thank you. You know, I was very, I was really, I felt very lucky to have the chance to write about my experiences traveling through France, the people I met, the great, great friends I made. Mm-hmm. And I was so lucky because I made great friends who were also great cooks. Um, <laughs> so it was the chance to tell stories, uh, to talk about experiences, and to place the food in the country, in the culture, mm-hmm. to talk about traditions, to talk about table manners, to talk about the order. I mean, to just... Because that food, all food, comes from a culture. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, the food I love best has a story attached to it. Um, I agree with you. And that's what makes it so much richer and tastier is the story attached. I do want to talk a little. You mentioned your website at storygreenspan.com. Yes. And there's also some other websites that are a little bit interested in Dory. And can talk a little bit about uh, Tuesdays with Dory. It's the most extraordinary thing. Baking came out in fall of 2006, and a group started. Lori Woodward was a cupcake blogger. Lori got baking for Christmas and thought, gee, I'd like to bake everything in this book. Mm -hmm. And she asked two of her friends if they would like to bake with her, and it grew into Tuesdays with Dory, which is still going. It started in January of 2007, and it's still going strong. And it's a group of hundreds of bloggers. They bake one recipe a week from the book. One of the TWDers Mm -hmm. um, chooses the recipe, and, and the rest of the TWD members 
post their pictures on Tuesday. And now they've started a new group. It's going to start, so it's going to start in October, Mm -hmm. and it's called French Fridays with Dory. Right. And their website is being designed. It's absolutely adorable. And they're going to be cooking from from the book once a week. I think that's wonderful. And they're such great. It's so exciting for me because, you know, I published when we didn't have an internet. (laughs) And so, you know, I published when I thought only my family was (laughs) buying books. And I, knowing my mother, I knew she wasn't cooking from them or baking from them for sure. But, um, you know, now to have a book out in the world and to see people all around the world using the book, Baking things, cooking things, posting pictures, talking about sharing their 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 what they've made with their families and friends. I am I'm just so excited by this and touched by it, and it's wonderful to see. I feel like I have a lot of children. I get to watch them grow. Mm-hmm. I get to see with Tuesdays with Dories. So many of the people started. They they weren't bakers. They they started because they wanted to learn to bake with this group, and boy have they learned. They're great. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's very exciting. Dory, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, but I would, before we end, like to have a personal moment because you, I asked you for restaurants when I went to Paris and you gave me some restaurants and we went to one, Paul Bear, and in the cookbook is a recipe for the steak from Paul Bear, which is what I had, believe it or not, and it was my 50th birthday. So you'll forever be part of my 50th birthday. So I want to thank you very much for the recommendation, and I'm thrilled that it's in the book. Oh, do you know, I, I'm happy to be part of your life, period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. We've been talking with Dory Greenspan, the author of the absolutely luscious and voluptuous Around My French Table, more than 300 recipes from my home to yours. I'm David Leet for Leet's Culinaria. Tune in soon for another episode of our Author's Answer series that will always leave you hungry for more.